Welcome to Ramble City. Do you think that then this single model that's really kind of as a producer, do you do you feel that this this way that from all from what I'm hearing from different camps, this idea that you know, just single after single after single until the end of time and never putting out an album, you know. I'm being I'm being flippant and funny, but do, do you kind of feel that there's that's a way to go for anyone that's thinking about making music? Yeah, I, I think record companies, like they used to be... Um, you, you, could, you could go into their office just with a guitar and singing an unfinished song with La 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 La. And you could go out of that office with a record deal. Yeah. Now, now they are expecting that you are uh, putting your music out, and if they see that it's uh, that's something happening around it, then you can get a chance to be signed. But in fact, you're doing their job on your own now, and there are. How do great producers make great albums possible? What skills do they need? How do they communicate or plan or simply make the situation right to capture great music? Today's guest is a veteran of the music industry as a producer, musician, engineer, composer. He is quite simply prolific in every sense of the word and we are so fortunate to bring you this chat. I'm so excited for you to hear it. Because Patrick Hamilton is the son of two musicians. He was classically trained before becoming a session musician for many of Belgium's leading artists. And this led to work as a producer and writer with multiple number one singles and gold and platinum albums. Our chat, recorded in 2021, explores his early days in Belgium, making incredibly successful albums with Catherine Jenkins, his mindset and process as a producer and musician, and his career as a solo artist with millions of streams to his name thus far. Folks, we cover so, so much about the music business in this chat in general and about his career. I have listened back to this and I got so much out of it a second time. It, it really is a great, great episode. If you enjoy it, don't forget to follow us wherever you get your podcasts or better, tell a friend. That really is the best way for us to find new listeners and to bring you more incredible guests. You can follow me everywhere at Bradley McCaw Official and definitely do go buy Patrick's latest single via our show notes. I am a genuine fan of his music. So I'm not just trying to sell you something. Definitely go and find it out, folks. I just had to slip this in. I'm sorry. But let's get to our chat. I kick things off asking Patrick about a famous saying that was told to me many times in my career, a saying that was intended as a negative. But Patrick's story might just prove the opposite. My name is Bradley McCaw, and this is Ramble City. Welcome to Ramble City. <laughs> One of the things that I was hoping to chat with you about today is that, um, you know, there's this saying that you know, I'm sure, and we all know, this idea of, you know, um, the jack of all trades is a master of none, right? You know that old saying that everyone talks about. No, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know this. Maybe it doesn't tra- translate into Belgian, I guess. No, no, I guess not. 
It's funny because it's one that's been said to me personally over the years. People have said it to me like, oh, you shouldn't do so many things. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of artists get this idea, you know, you've got to really, really pick one sort of focus. You know, you're just a keyboard player. You're just an arranger. You're just a singer. And then I look at someone like you, Patrick, and the career, you know, that you had to date and that you're having is – is but it fair to say based on so many different skill sets yes, that come is, to realization? It is, it is, and that could be a, a positive thing, but it could be a negative thing as well. Right. Because I, I, I experienced it. Now I'm experiencing it as a very positive thing. Yeah. But I experienced it in, um, in the past as very negative because people didn't know uh, or, or you, you get pinned in one genre. Yeah. Because people, that's, that's, that's an easy way of, okay. Oh yeah. That's his style. You know, that's I, what I, he does. Back, he does back, this. Back, yes, back in the days there was, uh, uh, an A&R guy from EMI and he was saying, yeah, yeah, Patrick, uh, I, I'm having an artist and, uh, it's perfectly your style. And I said, do you know my style then? <laughs> and he was like, uh, yeah, I said, yeah, but it's not because I'm having hits with that style. That is that is totally my style because I'm doing this and this and this. You see, so and sometimes that's hard for people to understand that you're in that corner, but you're also in the other corner, and you can, yeah. So I, I had I had four number one hits in Japan. Wow! And that was pop music. It was G-pop. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. But but. Also, uh, seven years ago, I started with with Catherine Jenkins, which is a, a classical artist, uh-huh. and I had four number ones in the UK with albums with her, and that's the classical crossover genre, you know. Yeah. So you can't pin me on on one style or one genre, and. I, I... Yeah, I reckon that people would be excited to work with you because as soon as they get one number one hit, one two number hits, they go, "Don't worry, he always goes to four. Just hang in. Then there's going to be another two, <laughs> another two hits coming right off I, the back of this, baby." I, I, I wish, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, so yeah, it's that that it's so amazing that you know, looking through back through you know what's happened so far and and the the your your piano album that's come out that's just you know kind of yeah. i think it's yeah, fair to say career. blowing up yeah it's, and it's my just your career in my in my i'm still young you know that's right yeah i know that's right so let's go back you know this new album i guess right now to set the scene for everyone you know one of the songs from this this new solo piano record has already streamed about 7 million times but you started playing piano way, way back when you were younger, and it wasn't even your first instrument. Your first instrument was drums. Is that right? Yes, when I was seven. Wow. When I was seven years, <laughs> I, I wanted to be a drummer. <clears throat> so, and and you know, we had yeah some some boxes. I, uh-huh. I don't. I didn't have drums. I, I it was like uh, from wash powder that was like boxes. Yeah. Right. Wash- so empty wash wash powder boxes, <laughs> and I was playing drums with that, and I was really playing with music with some hits in that time. And my father said, um, "Yeah, but if you want to be a musician, you have to take lessons." Right. So I, then I went. I had one lesson of drums, and and I thought, "Oh yeah, I'm going to the lesson. Uh, the teacher will teach me others." Start no no no. He started with the beginning. 
he was quite yeah. right, but he started with the beginning, and I was like, <clears throat> uh, Mama, Papa, Mama, Papa. So left hand, right hand, Mama, right. Papa, ching, ching, boom, boom. Yeah, for one hour, you know. and One hour? Yeah, on a washing basket that, or a drum? That was on a real drum. Wow, wow. And then, a quick learner. No, I wasn't, but that was nothing. It was a mama, papa. It was the only thing I, 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 I could do. I, what, what, what he uh, wanted me to do. Nothing mm. else. Not, not the rhythm pattern. So just that. Yeah. And for me, there was such a disappointment, and I stopped. Oh, immediately, you said, "No, this <laughs> is not. This after is too one, basic." After one lesson, I was like. Hmm. Yeah, but my hands were hurting because of <laughs> one hour, mom, 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 mom. Yeah, and so I stopped, and then I started playing uh, piano and organ. In fact, Hammond organ. Why did you go to the piano next? What was it about the piano that that well, spoke to you? Well, it's it's a complete instrument. And yeah, right. Both my parents were musicians. Yeah, they were both uh, playing the accordion. So, uh, yeah, in, in those days, an accordion was like an instrument that is used, yeah, for a, for a busker, for somebody who's playing on the streets. So it wasn't, in those days, it wasn't respected as a, as a, as a full instrument. Wow. But anyway, it was, yeah, it was difficult to play. So there was always music in the house. So and I think my um, my parents, yeah, they drove me a little bit to the piano because they knew that the piano is a is a is a complete instrument, and it's it all starts there, you know. So when you were learning in those early days, do you have any memory of the way that you were thinking about playing piano or the way that you thought about either harmony or music coming together that has carried through with you today? Do you have any early memories of that 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 sort of shaped you because I sometimes you can tell or I find it curious to wonder how men, how how a piano player discovers their sound and their style and their feel and and their touch you know well I think everybody can learn an instrument hmm. but if you have talent you will do more with it you know yeah so totally. um so what I did in my career I I I went to the music school where I was teached, but I had a, where I had a classical education, so I played classical music. At the but Royal Conservatory, I, I, right in Bruges. Yes. Yeah. yes, that was in the first place was in Bruges. Afterwards, it was Ghent. Um, but in the meantime, I had a private teacher who taught me uh -huh. to play the organ. Right. So, and that was pop music. So I did both. I did classical music and pop music. Simultaneously. And simultaneously. Because if you only do for 20 years only doing classical music, I I doubt if you will have the feeling to play pop music. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, I think you have to do both to have the feeling of both. And this and is how, I guess this is the thing too that we're, classical crossover and pop opera where they start to sort of meet the middle of the road yeah. and you know back then you were already kind of paving this way doing both of these styles at the same time do you remember what yeah. it was like when you would go from one to the other like did you change your uniform like in in your mind like did you kind of feel no. different or were you just sort of you know 
stepping no, into another no. style of music. No, music is music, and yeah. um, it it always goes about the feeling. So yeah. if I have a singer, I have to believe what he sings. Yeah. So th- that's always that I'm trying to get get my singers in, in when when I'm recording them. I'm I'm trying to get when they give me ninety percent. I want to get one hundred and ten percent. You know, <laughs> but I have I have my ways of trying to achieve that so uh, yeah yeah obviously every every singer is is a little bit when they are in the studio they have a mind also a mindset sometimes yeah i have to do my best it's forever uh, it has to be good it has to be fantastic so they have a uh, attention in them so i have Mm. to try to get that tension off of them yeah. And that they are feeling very comfortable, and yeah, and and that they can do their things, and and I have my ways as a producer of doing that. So um. you producers are almost like I think it goes like if there was a scale of like white magic to dark magic, I think producers are definitely closer to the dark magic because I don't know how you guys do it, but you guys can really change a room you can bring the best out of people you know i know that some of the producers i've worked with have just you know i meant that as a compliment it sounded very very earnest but like (laughs) there's a way in which you can really help someone get out of themselves when they're really stuck in their ways it's it's incredible yes Yes. well that's that's i always want to know my artist i want to know him as a person know him or her and and then you can go into their minds because I'm, I'm a fast learner how yeah. so how somebody is is thinking and then yeah. of course we have the experience already so uh i i i have my tricks of course but but tricks is a little bit a, a, a wrong word it's a, yeah it's a little heavy handed apologies because yeah. it's it's it goes about uh, being friendly with with each other and yeah. trying to understand to understand each other because it's a win-win situation. Yeah, I'm I'm on the same side of that artist. I'm not against. That's right. I'm on the same side, and 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 we we want to have fun. And and you mm-hmm. see when when yeah, and of of course with with the produce uh, as a producer, you sometimes have to uh, face problems. That there's something wrong technically, or some things are happening, but you have to take it on your own. You have to take it to yourself. You can't confront. The, you have to uh, have that artist stay away from problems as far as possible. He has to have a free mind when he comes in the studio. Okay, let's have fun. Let's do this. You're a sponge See? and kind of just holding all you need to hold to let the yeah yeah the yeah magic kind of happen over there. You're the conjurer. Yeah, you have to protect your artist. So, like, like for instance, uh, uh, it's it's very simple. When the artist comes into the studio, I make sure microphone is on, everything's settled. You don't have to search for anything. He's just yeah. she or he has just to sing, and yep. the rest has to be, uh, yeah, technically uh, okay. So yeah. Did you have- yeah. Did you ever have a situation where it wasn't set up in the early days and you were like, oh, man, that's, I'm never not going to have it set up again? Like you missed some magic or something sort of went wrong? 
Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> it, it still happens sometimes. That, <laughs> that's that you have a welcome a crack, to making records. <laughs> that you have a crack. That you have a crack in 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 a cable or or, or a contact from the microphone, and yeah. it was just the take of their lives. <laughs> oh my god! It, it could it could happen. Yeah, shit happens sometimes. But yeah, but it's just you have to be prepared. Yeah. Make, make well, sure that, that they are comfortable, that the mix in their headphones is great because, uh, yeah, I know I know from my old, uh, early days when I was still playing live uh, yeah. with, with bands, I know for myself, if my monitors were great, I was playing <laughs> great or I was thinking I was playing great. <laughs> uh, but but uh, it, that was the fact if your sound is good, you will uh, you, you 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 will be comfortable. You will be in the sound, and that make that that will lift you as a singer. I'm I'm sure. So I'm always making sure that the headphone mix is great for them. Well, this is a this is a great point for us to to, to have a quick break, and let's come back and let's. Let's start there with you playing bands back in those early days that sort of led into into all of this now. Let's we'll, we'll be right back. Okay. So, you've graduated from the conservatorium uh, or the conservatory or conservatoire. What's the right word in Belgian? What is that? Uh, Conservatoire? Conservatoire is French, but I'm from oh, the Oh, my apologies. I'm from the Flemish part from uh, Belgium. So we say conservatorium. That's so it's, just really it's impressive. It's I can't say that. I'm Australian. Unless it's like, I'm going to condense that down to half a word. That we, You know what we call it here in Brisbane and, and I guess all of Australia? We call it the con. That's what we call it, the con. Oh, the con. I've never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> the con. Yeah, okay. that's right. Yeah, because, you know, we're all... We're, we like to shorten things, but so you've graduated and you're playing in bands, and yeah. this is kind of what what led you to um, well, into before, the studio. So yeah, take it over. Yeah, go yeah. For it. Be- before before I was playing uh, in bands, I was playing as as like a, a, a house piano player in in some of the casinos here in Belgium, and I was uh, yeah, I was just playing sometimes for four, five hours while yeah. people were dining. So, in fact, you were nothing more than a closet. <laughs> 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 you see? And, and oh, those are the good gigs. They're the yeah, good ones. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but you were just like, uh, yeah, yeah. I've, sometimes I felt like I was furniture, in fact. Yeah. But it was just an ambience. Uh, the music wasn't, you, you, you m- might not, get too loud because people had to talk on, on, on their while they are dining. And um, but anyway I learned a lot of that because uh, I could play any genre, you know. I was playing from from uh, Latin music to, to pop music wow. and sometimes the easy classical things like Furilis or something like that. Chopsticks. Uh, but, but you were always on your own. I was right. feeling lonesome <laughs> because <laughs> I was just, 
I wanted to play with other musicians. So then um, after a few years, so you get an experience of playing everywhere, in fact. Uh, yeah. Also playing for people to dance so that it could yes. dance, you know. And, um, and, and, and from that you have experience to what people are reacting, what kind of music what does that kind of music do to people if they are if they want to dance and so on so it's a whole experience that you get get in your back in fact and afterwards i played with bands and i had to look that i was in one of the most popular bands in belgium so we wow. we played around i think 20 23 gigs a month and it was always for three to five thousand people. So that was like, yeah, I was from the lonesome guy. <laughs> I suddenly had roadies. <laughs> big crowds, never on yeah, your own. And, and I Wishing I your had band to... members would leave you alone. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> not, <laughs> good, not, not, not. Good guys, yeah. Of but course, of course. Great guys. Is, but suddenly I had, I had, to, I had um, two roadies, you know. That are yeah. setting up the material. I haven't had to do nothing, you know, just playing the gig. So I felt really as a king. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that that's that's the dream. But but then from that band on, sometimes we had uh, special guests, and yeah. there were always very, in fact, celebrities, celebrity singers from Belgium. And yep. suddenly they asked me to, uh, yeah, can you play on my record? Uh, we want you to play the keyboards on my records. Then afterwards, yeah, um, yeah, I, w I, w I would like to write a song with you. So suddenly, yeah, and 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 then the next step was, yeah, do you want to produce me? So that's how I rolled into being a producer. So from that it band, just kept fact, moving, yeah. Yeah, everything kept moving, and and I'm 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 a guy with 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 goals, you know. I'm always yeah. looking for a goal. So my first goal in my career was I wanted to be uh, a demonstrator for Hammond organs. See, and 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 when I was 18 years old, I, I was still at school. But when I was 18 years old, I was a demonstrator for Hammond, so for Europe. Wow, and um. And then afterwards, yeah, you have a producer, you, yeah, you, you get in, being a producer, uh, get an experience. I worked with in a studio, and that studio was owned by a record company. And that rec I had the luck. I, I've seen a lot there. I've seen a lot how it was done, and I've seen yeah. how it was not supposed to be done as well. Uh, yeah, so right. I, yeah, but that's all all experiences putting in my bag. And and um, but also what the was this? What, what year was this? What, where are we at now? So how? What year is that compared to when you uh, when think, you get to this um, studio now? I think that was in the eighties, right? In the eighties. So, yeah. and and when you were writing with these people and they were saying they want that want you to produce you, you'd obviously been writing material prior yeah. to this, right? Like just writing and obviously your composing. Yeah, yeah, but it was and, but yeah, but it was not not really uh, 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 a goal at that point. So right. I really rolled into it. So I, I've I've written I, I've written some some tracks, but I I don't think I had written twenty tracks or twenty songs. <laughs> so I just rolled into it, and yeah. um, 
but then yeah we got some successes yeah not every song is a success of course uh of course that, yeah that, oh, oh, that would that would be a wish that would yeah. be great we'd <laughs> all have a lot more synthesizers <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't uh, obviously but um yeah but you're working with a lot of different people and also the the, the advance the advantage of being in uh that's working in that studio uh uh, controlled by a record company was that we did a lot of genres and styles. Yeah. So we could we could go go into the studio today and it would have been underground music, and tomorrow it would be hip hop. No, no, not hip hop. Yeah, we did some, but I didn't like doing that. Uh, but um, you know, it, it it could be dance music because we were very yeah. strong in the eighties and the nineties in Belgium. We were very strong with dance. Uh, yeah. Music. Yeah. And uh, but um, uh, uh, then it could be a waltz, you know. The, you know, yeah. the, it, it could be everything. So it was just we were working for the market and for that record company, and that's how I get got into producing loads of styles. So were you engineering? Were you a house engineer? I or was were you uh, a house piano player or a house producer. Uh, house everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were we were with two two producers in fact there in and yep. we had we had two studios there. And in fact the two of us we were both musicians, both keyboard players. And uh, uh in fact we did everything. So we 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 mm. we, we, we uh, arranged the, the, the songs, uh, we recorded them, we mixed them. Uh, so we we were doing everything. Yeah, once again, wearing all these different hats that I think we all have to at some point, you know, like you said in the beginning, it can be negative, not only in the way that people don't know how to view you because, you know, you know, the figurative view, all of us, we, they don't know exactly where you fit when you do so many different things. But in the, in the early days, we just have to get by, don't we? In those early times, it's you have to mix and then, yeah, I produce also and yeah, I'll play keyboard on this and yeah, I'll yeah. I'll arrange this and, you know, and a couple yeah. of years later, you're proficient at all these things and, you know, five, you know, four hits in Japan and four hits in the UK and, you know, it's um, it just yeah. builds and... Yeah, 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 of course, but Belgium is a very, very small country. Right. So that also means in Belgium... The budgets were not that high. Yeah, right. You know, and that's how we could earn our living in like, quite very good because we could offer uh, a, a lot of things. Uh, competitive, finish, competitive, very competitive, competitive pricing. Yeah. Yes, yes, and uh, but in fact, it all changed ten years ago for me. That suddenly that I was working for Universal in the UK. And suddenly, yeah, I worked in Abbey Road and I had a team of five people there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get here? I was just playing drums on a washing basket five years ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that was but that's the good thing is and and then you I know you get a lot of respect from from the engineers or whatever because we yeah. we were we knew what what were, we knew what their job was because we've done that job for years. But anyway, yeah. those guys were much better than I was in 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 recording. But 
we were we knew what we were talking about, and the engineers they knew that, that they knew that I knew, knew, knew what 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 was on the on the console, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So. I just well, I, I'm just stalled and sort of just froze because I've just got this picture of Abbey Road now and I can't think of anything else. Let's. Oh. Um, <laughs> so back in those early days at that at that first studio, what were kind of like if you had to say the top three things you learned in that period doing everything that changed the way you worked as a producer? What would they be? Um, well, I learned a lot of. Yeah, wearing different hats. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of hits then, back then, in, in in especially in Belgium. So it was yeah. quite local. Yeah. Um, during the years, what I've learned is we have a mentality. It's a very small country here. Belgium is very small. Then it's divided in two because you have the northern part and the southern part, and. We were making, in fact, we were making uh, music for the Flemish part, and it was for only five, six million people. And we have a mentality, okay, we earn our living, we are in our cocoon, we are in our comfort zone. Okay, and I've stayed a bit too long in my comfort zone. And it was just when I got kicked out of my comfort zone, because... um, I think now, yeah, nine years ago, I, I had an American manager, but right. I was doing around 190 productions a year with the four studios here in, in, in the globe. And my manager said, Patrick, you're never available for me. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I was like, I was looking in my comfort zone because I was working for a market in Belgium and, yeah. and that was very familiar for me, and I knew almost every every everybody in the, in the industry here, and yeah. they knew me. So that's why, and 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 we had a lot of hits, so they they kept on coming, of course. Yeah. But then I had suddenly, I was like, okay, I'm getting older. I've I've done all those things here, and 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 and. Yeah, I think it's time to conquer the world, and uh, so with the help of that manager, he, 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 yeah, he was always complaining because, yeah, every he couldn't put you anywhere else because you were no, so no, busy because and I was, I was so yeah. busy in my own country, and yeah. then my my girlfriend said, okay, if you want to go over the ocean, you have to do it now or never, yeah. and if you if you're going for never, you will be always. There will always be a hole in your mind that you didn't fill it, and you will be regret, regret, uh, regret uh, regretting it. And um, so then I opened a little bit my schedules, and I started with a Canadian uh, artist. That was Mark Masri, and that was I was blown away by that guy who was that was such a great singer. Uh, he he was doing cr- uh, classical crossover genre, but his voice was very pop. So that that guy was also from both sides. He, he could sing pop and classical. Yeah, and right. I did an album with with him, and um, that album got nominated for a Juno Award in Canada. Wow. So the, for best album of the year, 
So, um, yeah, we were nominated. There were only five nominated. We were one of them. And the other one was Céline Dion, uh, Sarah McLachlan. So, yeah, that was the big first. For me, no. the first album that I did abroad out of yeah, my... That's, I, was, I was just was thinking really myself. nominated yeah. in, the, in Canada. And from there on, so the guys from Decca, Decca Records in the UK, uh, they noticed that. And they asked me to have... Um, have a meeting at their offices in London. And uh, I thought they would sign my artist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they wanted the uh, hit machine. And then, uh, yeah, uh, they said, yeah, we have an artist for you. I hope you you want to do it. And, uh, And that was Catherine Jenkins. Wow. So now, now I've done already four albums for uh, for Catherine, and all four were number one. Wow! Well, look, I I can't wait to talk about all the records you've made with Catherine. Um, so let's take a quick break and let's come back to uh, to talking about gosh everything. Just more number ones. I hope you're ready for it, people. Here we go. We'll be right back. What is a process like for for when you work with an artist? Where do you start when you're opening up a project? Um, in those very early days when when maybe you don't know where it's going yet or you're just putting pen to paper and just sort of starting that early sketch, what happens? Well, um, the, 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 the most important thing is the repertoire. So right. the choices of the tracks, which songs. Uh, so with with a lot of artists that I'm working with is uh, is new songs. So songs that they have written, or that we are writing together with the artist. So I'm always writing with the artist in the room. Wow! Because then you feel what they want or what they don't like, uh, whatever. Um, and, and then it's um, in their voice, is it? It's like it's true to them and true to yeah, the, the project. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's there yeah. and present, yeah. The best way is that the artist is also a writer, but yeah. that's not, not always the case. And, and yeah, sometimes we have to write especially for an artist. But the best way is when the artist is also a songwriter. So then, then it's yeah easier and it's more obvious that it will fit the voice of that artist as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If that's not, then I have to, as a producer, then I have to discover uh, in, in what what the artist is best at, you know. Yeah. And 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 in yeah, which songs are are, are best for that artist, and uh, and take it from there. So sometimes it. it it's easy, but sometimes it can be very hard to find the right uh, songs for for an artist. So it all starts with the song. How does it materialize for you, though? What because is it is it an instinct? Is it something that's just built up over time, where you may maybe listen to the person and then you kind of hear something in your head, or you hear a song and you go, "That's it. That's where we're heading." Or is it is that too simplistic? It's something that just evolves and grows. Well, no, no, no. It's it's just yeah. It, yeah, from my side, it's already a bit of experience, of course. Yeah, but that experience can be negative as well. 
Right. Because, um, <clears throat> yeah, like nowadays, when a record company uh, signs an artist, they, they want to have immediately results. So it's it's not that you can do three albums before you have success. Yeah, right. So the artists now, that's the difficult part for the times we are in now. It's all right. so fast. It's, yeah, artists don't get any chances anymore, you know. It's just they make one record and it has to be hit because, the yeah, maybe when it's a single, maybe they're doing an, a second one and maybe a third one. But if it's after that third one, they still don't have a hit or there's nothing moving, uh, they won't get to an album, you see. And, that's and what's the, the important of several records? Is it that an artist grows well, and grows into themselves? Yes, that- yes. Yes, yeah. because I've I've had I have uh, I've worked with artists that we did three genres uh, to find out what was working. If we're doing a, 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 a single and it's not working, we have to see why didn't it work? Was yeah. it a promo, or is it the music that is not good enough? Or yeah, yeah we have to analyze all those things and. Um, and sometimes, yeah, we're wrong. We, I, I don't have a, a crystal a, ball, you know. Crystal ball, you know. So uh, that's the problem yeah. with making so many hits, Patrick, and making so much good music is people just start to think that you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And <laughs> um, I'm always saying, yeah, no, no, no. no I, can't, I can't promise anything. So I of can't course. promise anything. Of course, because, who can? Because yeah. for me, it's always a puzzle. Yeah, it's a puzzle. In the in the early days, I, I I thought, okay, music, the music, the production um, is eighty percent of the work. It should be eighty percent of the work, but it isn't. It's it's less more because if 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 there's a puzzle, a piece of the puzzle that doesn't work, like the promo yeah. doesn't work properly, uh, yeah, forget it. It 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 won't work. So what is the percentage then? It's not 80 20, it's what? What would you say it is if you had to guess? 40 60 40? 40. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah because everything's marketing. If mm. if you have a, a stunning song and you just put it on Spotify or whatever and you don't do anything around it, who will discover you? <laughs> it will be a there. A computer there are, millions of, there are millions of good things there. You know, yeah. so it's marketing, it's promo, it's everything, everything. Yeah, it's a totally new thing. Uh, like in the early days, yeah, in the early days, you you had bands that were for for five six months in the studio making yeah. their record. I don't hear those stories anymore. But in fact, because of the techniques, yeah, there's there's a lot of possible in just a simple room it doesn't have to be a studio so it's yeah. different now because material the computers uh, the record possibilities are are endless at this point so you don't have to like like Billie Eilish is is, is doing their her stuff in a bedroom <laughs> you know yeah yeah people are making so, podcasts in their closets you know it's uh, uh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but so, you see, it's, it's yeah, different. Yeah, 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 it is. I mean, yeah, everything totally. goes faster. That's 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 not good. It's too fast. 
and people uh, and and artists don't get the chances they had in the early days. Do you believe in this is kind of we're going to get to Catherine Jenkins for anyone that's listening to us thinking oh get to Catherine we will get there in a second. Do you think that then this single model that's really kind of as a producer do you do you feel that this this way that from all from what I'm hearing from different camps this idea that you know just single after single after single until the end of time and never putting out an album you know I'm being I'm being flippant but funny but do do you kind of feel that there's that's a way to go for anyone that's thinking about making music? Yeah, I I think record companies like they used to be um you, you could you could go into their office just with a guitar and singing an unfinished song with la 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 and you could go out of that office with a record deal. Yeah. Now now they're expecting that you are uh, putting your music out, and if they see that it's uh, that's something happening around it, then you can get a chance to be signed. But in fact, you're doing their job on your own now, and there are yeah. possibilities, of course, now that you can could do it, and and yeah, it just only takes one minute to get your stuff on on a. Uh, via a provider to Spotify or iTunes or uh, or Apple Music, so it's it's totally different. But do you think too? Now that you're saying it, it makes me think too. You know, there is a lot more bedroom music. You know, people making mm-hmm. stuff out of a box. You know, and there's there's like you say, there's nothing wrong with it. But it does mean that there is a certain sort of sound that everything starts to have. And I mean, it's probably very difficult to make a classical crossover or a pop opera album from your closet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know, because, there are certain things that are possible. We, we, we are working, not always, but like in the case of Catherine Jenkins, we are working with a full orchestra. Yeah. So my, I don't know about your bedroom, but my bedroom is. <laughs> <laughs> I always keep people. about eight violins and three violas on staff, so they just hang around in my kitchen, and you know, uh, morning, Brad. Too early, guys. Too early, please. All right, well, let's talk about the, the Catherine Jenkins album. So when when you guys first started working together, um, yeah. so for anyone that doesn't know, um, classical crossover, pop opera artist, um, six out of seven of Catherine Jenkins' studio albums reached number one in the UK, selling more than four million copies. No, no, she had, um, she had 14 number one albums already now. Wow. Yeah, yeah, she is the best-selling uh, classical uh, crossover artist of the last of the last twenty-five years, in fact. So, um, excuse me while I show myself out. <laughs> wow! So, when yeah, did yeah, you guys yeah. first start work- working together? Uh, I was seven years ago. Yeah, and um, yeah, they got me totally out of my comfort zone because I've never, yeah. I've never entered Abbey Road studios so the legendary Beatles studio I've never been there uh, I, I didn't know anybody there but anyway I had to work there for that album uh, for the orchestra so we we recorded the orchestra there and uh, the vocals were recorded in Los Angeles 
And this was Home again? Was this, was, what, what yes, album was uh, that? Home Sweet Home. Home Sweet, home, sweet home. home, that's right. That was the title of the album, yes. yes. And so when was the first record that you helmed as producer? Were you producing that record? Or you? Yeah, yeah. That was the first one I did with Catherine. Mm, my apologies, yeah. Yes. And so over time, you did four albums you said together. Um, yeah. One of the ones that I kind of, the first one that, that I sort of really fell into and, and fell in love with and kind of knew before, I guess, any of the other ones from sort of where I came from my world was Cinema Paradiso. Yeah, that's the Her 12th one. album. Um, yeah. uh, it's, yeah, it's the, it's the 12th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good. No, I'm glad you're fact-checking me. This is great. This is yes, really good. Yes, 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 yes. You, 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 you were right. It's 12, not 14. No, I got that one right. But um, let's see how I go with the next one. The, one of the things that I found really surprising too on this particular record um, yeah. was how many studios you guys worked at for this record. I mean, yeah. across maybe all the different stuff, Metropolis, Abbey Road, mm -hmm. At The Globe, um, Studio 22 in Budapest. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It was... Um, who's who record, record studios there? Eh? It was a little bit uh, a puzzle for me. Um uh, yeah, we we, we didn't record in Abbey Road, uh, the, not the orchestra. Right. So the orchestra, the strings, in fact, were were recorded in Budapest, and like the the the, the woods and 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 the brass were recorded in my studios. So and yeah, then we have to have glue everything together as being the orchestra in 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 one room. So, but it were all different studios, yes. And, and so, why uh, did why did you record all those things in different studios? Um, it's also also a little bit but uh, budget wise, right? Because, uh, yeah, uh, record company is not selling uh, that much CDs anymore. Yeah, so then they have the incomes are are much less than we used to have when we were selling records. Yeah. And it's all yeah, a little bit more digital, but then then the incomes are not that big. So that's why I had to see uh, what was uh, possible. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, because Catherine lives in London, <clears throat> so she wanted to record there. Yeah. In London, so... That's why I recorded in at Metropolis and and in Abbey Road. We did two studios. We recorded the vocals in. So um, yeah, yeah. It, but but with the first album that I did with her was also yeah. the vocals in Los Angeles and the orchestra in Abbey Road. So. Yeah. So when when it's bits and pieces in all different places. Do you have a vision of where it's ending up or are you just going into certain spaces and just achieving the goal for that day and then just sort of building the next puzzle piece? No, 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 no. I'm making the demos first. So I have a quite a very great idea yeah. where we will land. Of course. So I, I've, I've made all, all the arrangements already. Uh, and we've put, in fact, strings on it, everything, wood, brass, everything is on, on the demos. Yeah. And nowadays we have very good samples of yeah. strings yeah. and everything. So they are quite signing, signing, uh, sounding very good already. And uh, so we have, I have the idea. So the first step that I'm doing with Catherine, I'm 
going to her house, and then we have we have a, a long list of uh, tracks. Mm-hmm. And then I'm heading to her house. I have my computer, little Pro Tools system. I'm going on her grand piano, and she's singing along. So we're we're uh, seeing which key will do it. We'll um, uh, also select the tracks that we say no, we are not going to do this. Yeah, this is great. Maybe we do this one in that uh, ar- kind of arrangement. So. All the all the um, the tracks we did with Catherine are all new arrangements, all new orchestrations. Do you um have an instinct about when you're going to arrange something and when you're going to play the piano and when you when you decide that I, I think someone else is going to play on this one? Does it happen in that way, or is it is it location that you just go well? They're going to record the vocal over there in 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 London. I can't be there till next Tuesday. Let's get in so and so to to play the keyboard. Oh um, well, I play I play the keyboard and on the demos. Yeah, you know, and then afterwards I have my grand piano here in in my studios, so yeah. it's all bits and pieces that are added and or or I I leave out the programmed piano and I play the new the the, the live piano in, so yeah. we replace things and uh, it it works perfectly because uh, uh, even Catherine sings on the demos. She's not singing on the orchestra. She sings on the demos. Wow! And that that makes that and, and that's David Foster told me because before uh, I was producing Catherine, David produced her. Wow! And David uh, David said, "Yeah, I'm I'm always recording vocals before the orchestra is uh, recorded." And I said, "But." Like I've said earlier in this podcast, uh, I want to have them the best sound in their ear, uh, in their uh, headphones. And uh, yeah, but he said if something goes wrong, and that you want to change things, you've recorded the orchestra, and it's costing a lot of money to change that. And that's true. So we always do with Catherine; she sings on the demos. But the demos are sounding great, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it is it because as a, a in in that type of music in pop opera and classical um, crossover, there's it's so about the voice, it's about the expression, about catching yeah. a moment. Yeah. yeah, you're right. If the orchestra is prescribed to an arrangement and she wants to sort of oh, I, she goes to hold something in a moment, well, you can't yeah. because we've already got the strings. Yeah. So I'm sorry. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why I'm. Especially for Catherine, I'm 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 having my demos very good. Yeah, sounding and that she feels the atmosphere and the feel, yeah, the real feeling. How how? But I know Catherine very well, and she's. I mean, in fact, we're we're good friends. But she's she's so good. She's she's one of the best artists I've ever worked with. Wow. She's she's prepared. Um, it's uh, it's also I'm, I'm my way of recording is I'm recording from the beginning to the end because the feeling for me is the most important thing uh, to have because yeah. people will feel and you have to believe what they are singing if you don't believe it it won't work you see and of course, you have to have an artist that can bring, that can perform, that can bring that emotion to the listeners. 
And with Catherine, she, she's, she's incredible. She's really incredible. She sings so perfectly right. <laughs> so, and, and, and then I take a few, ta- a, f- a few takes, and then afterwards I'm selecting the best parts out of it. Yeah. You know, it's so fucking hard <laughs> to, choose, to choose the right track from Catherine because all yeah. the tracks are, are, are great. It's, How it's do you pick amazing. between perfection and bloody perfection? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes, and and like uh, if your listeners like like uh, yeah, there's 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 um, on on uh, Cinema Paradiso there's Schindler's List. Yes, that song. I, and and yeah, I proposed to her, let's do a vocalise. So vocalise means she's singing. I'm using her voice as an instrument, so she's singing no words, only mm. ooh or ah. And she kept that. She she kept on, yeah, pushing that song away as for the last sessions, you know. And because it's such a hard uh, song to sing, yeah. Because normally it's played by a violin. So Catherine is singing the parts of the violin, and it's like da 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 da. I'm a bad singer, but you sure. know, it's 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 with with. The notes are not next to each other. It's it's really uh, how do you call that in English? Um, uh, big intervals, big jumps. Yes, big jumps from yeah. one to the other one. And she was so afraid. Yeah, not afraid, but I don't know what what it was. She was like, I I knew I knew perfectly. I knew that she could do it perfectly. And then, then yeah, suddenly we came to the day that, yeah, she had to sing it because there was no other tracks. <laughs> so, and in less than an hour, we, we were finished with it. And she came out of the, of the vocal booth and I said, Catherine, wow, that was easy. <laughs> and she was looking at me. Yeah, for you it was easy, not for me. I, we were laughing, but listen to that track. It's goosebumps yeah for me it's still goosebumps how she's she sings it it's like wow <laughs> and she it's, has it's an a angel. bit out of this world you know and she's, she has an angel voice so she's yeah it's not not yeah i hope your listeners go to a concert like i i think she will come to australia and yeah i'm pretty sure she was just here just before always meant to come just recently during this whole uh, this whole the COVID thing, we're all yeah. You knew there was a whole tour cancelled because of but, the COVID. Yeah, but we've got we're going to put that song and lots of songs and and your music, Patrick. We're going to put all that in the show notes. So if you're wanting to go and listen to something right now, you can go straight to the show notes and click straight through to to any of the songs that we've we've talked about. Let's take a, another quick break and let's come back and talk about your your latest solo piano record. Um, okay. I can't wait to 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 dig into this. I will be right back. So probably one of the most streamed songs at my house uh, during COVID. Uh, in fact, I could have possibly been uh, at least a third of a million. Uh, is um, is of Morning Light uh, one of your your new songs, Patrick, or, or one of your yeah. one of your songs? How did well, how did just, you actually? Yeah. It, it was released today. 
Morning Light is released on um, yeah uh, today. I've written it especially uh, for Piano Day for my publishers Hal Leonard, uh, but the release, the official release, was today. And so, of course, people can um, listen to that via again via the show notes. How did you? When did you first sit down and start? playing this type of piano music i mean for anyone that doesn't know it's solo instrumental piano um and when did you first start writing these sort of themes or or sitting at the piano and creating this type of music well in fact i made a totally other album in 2019 uh just demos uh with orchestra, uh, with uh, in fact uh, strings, but combined with electronica. So yeah. with that, that synthesizers.com thing, that Moog. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the big Moog. And um, so I got a record deal in Sweden for that album. Right. But uh, David from the record company, he said, Patrick, you're, yeah, you're quite new as a, as an artist, because there's nothing on Spotify from uh, from works from you as an artist. Yeah. A lot of things as a producer, but not as an artist. And he said, wouldn't it be good to write five piano tracks to have quite of an opening uh, that that it could, could uh, grow a little bit, your fan base and everything. And uh, But then COVID came and... Uh, I never had time to do that, in fact. <laughs> Till because COVID. In 2019, normally my first album sh- should have been released. And yeah, I wasn't ready because uh, I was working on, on productions. And then COVID came in March 2020. And suddenly everything stopped. All production work stopped. I, I was used to work abroad, so I couldn't travel. And everything stopped. And uh, so plenty of time to work on new piano stuff. And um, uh, so, yeah, I was sitting on the piano and, yeah, instead of five tracks, it's already two albums. So And so how do the themes come about for you? Is it is it in your ear that you just start, your hand just goes to the keys and, and something well, just starts playing? or I just go to the piano and... Yeah, uh, and I start playing. Yeah, and and sometimes there's a melody in my head, but most of the times I'm just going to the piano, playing some chords, and then oh, oh, that's yeah, okay, and that's how it comes. And um, sometimes it doesn't come either. <laughs> <laughs> but I was lucky enough that yeah, I was quite. I had a lot of inspiration. So, and but it's the- very simple. It's very simple piano music. Yeah, but and it is quite difficult to make something simple that's that's really beautiful and unique, isn't it? Like to be fair, it that is, you know, don't don't you think? Don't you don't you feel? I mean, I'm oh. asking you to compliment your own music, but that's what I believe. I think to really to make something simple that speaks and a tune that really you yeah, know yeah, resonates yeah. with people and sort of has an effect. That that's that's yeah yeah I, I've. I, I was very insecure to release my first. Well, you're piece. the artist now. You're not the producer. Yeah. You know, you're out. In no, front. no. And then, then you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. As 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 a producer, you have uh, a lot um, of lives. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah. But as an artist, is 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 different. But 
the whole thing for me is I, I um, I'm saying that already for 30 years I want to go into the movies course so in film scoring yeah. so that's in fact that's my goal and um, and and it's it's all related to that so that's the it's reason. building I, into that that's I don't have I, I don't right. I don't have the 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 goal as I want to be a famous artist no 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 I just want to make music and yeah. that's the first time in my life that I'm really making music that is me without any compromises so there's nobody dictating me what I have to do so it's just okay I make music and that's it and it comes from my heart from my stomach and that's it and it's yeah but of course when you release it it's it's yeah you're feeling very insecure because isn't it too simple uh yeah will people like it or not or yeah so you're you're getting those questions in your head but then suddenly you you're getting every day you're getting messages from people uh that that they they yeah, that they wake up with my music, or or that they can relax right. with my music. Yeah, and that gives you a very very good feeling. For me, that's yeah, that means a lot. That people, yeah, are are are, are feeling something with my music. So, I mean, and, it's 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 definitely um, it's yeah. hugely loved, Patrick, isn't it? Like, there's over seven hundred thousand monthly listeners here at the moment. Yes, yes, it's, yes, yes, it is. It's beautiful it is. music. I can't urge people enough to go and listen to it. It really is beautiful. There was there was a couple of tunes too that I, I mean, a lot of them. I was like, oh yeah, I wish I wrote that. Yeah, I wish I wrote that one. Yeah, I wish I wrote that one. <laughs> well, you know, how can I steal that one? How can I steal this one? Oh, another key? Another key? No. <laughs> what can I do to steal? <laughs> I'm joking, obviously. <laughs> Suddenly, yeah. everyone's looking through my back catalog. No, there's no piano music there. You won't find it. Trick you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's but, beautiful. Thank you, thank you. It's it's yeah. It's just yeah. You can't dis uh, you, you can't dispute on 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 yeah. The listeners like, can't or, lie. The listeners no, don't lie. No, no. So I'm hoping that I can reach more and more people. Yeah, uh, because it's it gives me a very good feeling that that the music. Yeah. After, I hope after I'm, I'm I'm dead that my music can live live forever. So no doubt it will. And what a great what a great uh, use of this. Inc- uh, I'm I'm very jealous that you know you can just have breakfast and then roll on down and oh, I might just record some piano music today. And you know this beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's incredible. Yeah, but it helped me through the Corona thing because we had a, a, a quite lockdown here. Yeah, a few, a few times. So, uh, in fact, our bars will open tomorrow. Oh well, thank for you for joining months, me. Thank you. For wow. Months. And um, yeah, I was quite locked down in my own studios. So okay. you have two choices: either you're complaining the whole day, or you do something with it. So yeah. I, I think I did something with it. So because I made time now that I never had for. So, yeah. Uh, Amazing. Well, thank you yeah. because we're all enjoying the music. We very much all are enjoying those songs. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that, that, that people can, can, join, can uh, enjoy it. So before I let you go here, 
let's do just a quick sort of any sort of random stories about some of the so many of the other people you've worked with like there's so many inc- incredible artists here yeah. are there any stories that sort of jump to mind through you know the many records you've made thus far um any stories that you think are sort of worth jumping into oh stories yeah there's loads of stories <laughs> <laughs> ones i can leave in the podcast patrick <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Well, rock and roll, the drugs and rock and roll. Yeah, I, here we go. The drugs, I've rock and roll, and been, drugs, I've rock and roll, and instrumental piano music. Yeah, I've never <laughs> been into that area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, yeah. But uh, yeah, well, there are funny stories. Um, uh, yeah, I told one already with Catherine with uh, Schindler's List. Yes, right. Um, uh, oh, yeah, there was also with Richard Kleiderman, um, the French piano player. Yes, uh, I... I've, I've worked with him once, and um, yeah, I made a demo. Uh huh. And in fact, he was an idol of mine, like Ballade Pour Adlin. Yeah, when I still was teaching uh, piano. Uh, all of my students had to play that song. Ballad yeah, Ballad. right. And uh, and then suddenly I I had to work with with Richard, the big Richard Kleiderman. And the whole the, the thing is, I prepared the production and I played piano myself for the demo. Yeah. So it would be replaced by Richard playing his his thing on it. And then I got an email from his manager and. Um, and asked me to write down every note that I've played because Richard loved what I played, and he would he would like to copy it like I played it. So they needed the full sheet music how I play. So for me that was a tremendous honor. Wow. So and for me that was like the opposite world because he was my idol, and suddenly he became. <laughs> not an idol of me but he was he appreciated uh, your musicianship yeah, and all, he, he all your wanted, music he, he he loved how i played the piano yeah. and he would love to do his thing but in the way i've played it so that was a great honor for me and and wow. and we never met so we met at the studio in paris and i was the most gentle man i've ever met so and also the thing is the bigger the artists are, the simpler they are. Yeah. So, and, wow. and And also a, a thing that I want to give to your listeners is uh, it's it's always how how much you know about music, how much you will realize you don't know about it. Yeah, because so, I was going to ask teacher, you. A teacher yeah. that, that, that said that sentence to me when I was nine years or ten years old, and I kept remembering that, and it's it's quite true because I have the feeling uh, that I just started my career now, and I'm fifty eight, <laughs> so you know, and 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 then it's it's true what that man said. So, yeah, I was going to ask you if you had any advice, but I I I think that's really a really great thing. Yeah. For us to remember, it is. It is because it's it's endless. You don't you can't know anything. I can't know everything about music. It's endless. And, and it becomes and, a bit of an obsession, doesn't it? Music. Yeah, and it's it gives you challenges, and and yeah. 
you kept you keep on on motivating yourself by finding new things or finding new yeah i still i uh, yeah i'm 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 a lucky guy i think because uh yeah I, i've i've lived from my music all my life and um yeah it's it's always an a journey and that's what i what i meant with journey to the unknown the title of my first album yeah it's just a journey that we we don't know where it will go whether and, we're you know playing in a band or or producing or drumming yeah. on on a washing basket at 7 years old <laughs> yeah. you don't yes. know where it's going to go you got no. just got to take the ride no and 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 with all the experience that i have already i don't know where it's going <laughs> <laughs> so we just make music and then we'll see and 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 i know if you have fun on recording something people will feel that yeah. you, you 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 will hear it in 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 the production yeah the, the the fun if we had fun on it or is yeah you will hear that it'll ring true yeah yeah so it's that that you can always you know it's not what you know it's what you don't know and the third thing is always make a good demo that's what i've also taken away always make a good demo a great demo the best demo a patrick hamilton demo if you will yeah 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 well it's not the best demo but <laughs> it's just that it's that everything is clear that you know where you're going yeah that you don't have any then you don't have any surprises during the journey yeah <laughs> yeah well but patrick... sometimes when you're working with musicians and uh, for sure in the pop music i'm always always like like when i get an, a guitar player in i'm always listening what his suggestions are I have, right. I have my, I know already where I'm going, yeah. and I know, and I know what I want, but I always leave space, because he's the guitar player. He can have a, a totally other look at at how he hears it, and that's that's magic. Does that inspire you and in take you to a new area, musically? Oh yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, your yeah, piece? yeah, 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 yeah. Because because I have my idea. But I'm 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 not uh, the ego player that I say my idea is the law. No, no, yeah. no. I'm totally not a, like that because then he comes. Oh yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be. Oh, that could work. Oh, but then I have to change that. Yeah. But will it work? Okay. And that's that's the fast decisions that I make, and uh, and change things because he's coming up with something, and that's why I'm. Yeah, I know all of my musicians very well. Yeah. So, in fact, when I choose a musician for a production, in fact, for 80% or 90%, I know what he's going to play on it. Yeah, wow. You see? so And that's how I make the choices of my musicians. And is it tone, too? It's like, is that part of the choices that you make? Tone for yeah, this every, and every, style every, for everything, that, everything. Everything. But with all the musicians that I'm working, they have, yeah, most of them are sponsored by by brands. And they have the best the best material that yeah. they they come along. But anyway, the yeah, it's it's yeah. We are chameleons, so we are adapting very very fast to situations. Yeah. So and uh, but I have my idea of a production, how it has to sound. But then my musicians come in, and I, I yeah, 
I I'm getting something more from them, you know. Yeah. And uh, and and I'm I'm not keeping them uh, chained. Mm. Go for it. Okay, let's hear. And and I always like like I'm sound checking. <laughs> then they're doing their stuff without me saying how they have to play it. <laughs> and then I can hear. Oh yeah, well, that's that's good. And if I'm if it's not good, I'm saying my ideas, of course, but yeah, that's how, that's how it goes. There's so, uh, I find producers, um, you guys are so inspiring. It's, um, and so darn clever. Um, Patrick, thank you I so wish, much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> okay. You're just really good pretenders. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just been such a joy. You you said that you are you feel that you've been lucky in your career. I just feel so lucky to be able to have have a chat with you, you know, today and tonight about this stuff. Thank you for sharing your time and your career and the lessons that you've learned with everyone here at Ramble City and just a, a heartfelt thank you. A real a real pleasure for having me. Thank you so much. This has been Ramble City, a podcast of conversations with interesting people musing on art, life and their careers. Created and produced by Old Fashioned Media. To hear more and discover additional material from today's episode, visit OFM.com. Hold up. 